Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome back. We, we are back. 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 We are back. Yeah, we man. are back. We've been away for a minute. Y'all thought after we was done? Y'all thought we was After a three-week hiatus, we have returned. We was deep diving into the playoffs, so, you know, <laughs> um, all these games were happening every single day, all day. You know, and, and obviously, you know, life happens and, you know, schedules and stuff like that. We'll try to be more consistent for you fans. I know a lot of people out there were texting me on the side, like, yo, when's the next episode? So, Facts. Um, you Facts. Know, again, as I told you guys, we were just like watching the games. There were so many games to keep up on. So, um, but yeah, we're here, you know, and on a night there where there's no NBA for a little bit uh, for today um, and it's back tomorrow. Um, you know, we, we're back with the Sixers and the, and the Heat um, at Philly. Uh, for game three, no Joel Embiid. He is uh, ruled out officially. So I predict Heat will go up 3 0 in that series. Um, even though, you know, Philly's going to be a raucous crowd in there, I still, they don't have enough to, uh, you know, keep up with them. And then obviously we have the second game of the nightcap is um, Dallas versus um, Phoenix, which is weird to me uh, with the scheduling because you would think Golden State. We'll and, play first, right? But they don't play till Saturday, which is yeah. like is the NBA Finals. Like, what are we yeah. doing? Um, yeah. you know, but um, but yeah, I guess got, that, that series drives more ratings. That honest, we could talk yeah, about that later, but that that series has probably been the most entertaining series for the second round. Yeah. Um, and then uh, but yeah, we have uh Dallas Phoenix versus Dallas in Dallas for Game Three. Um, ooh, tough tough situation there. Um, you know, I am on record picking the Dallas Mavericks to win this series. I'm officially changing my uh I have a right to change my mind. Um I was I was I was thinking with some with some hate, you know, for the Phoenix Suns, and I apologize for not being for being biased. Um, because as you know, um avid uh, Laker friend here, uh, we don't root for anybody in the Pacific Division, but hey. I, I mean, in my opinion, Dallas wasn't even supposed to be there. Ernest and Eric know what I'm talking about. <laughs> they was, they know what I'm talking you about. You picked the Jazz in five, you doof. <laughs> what are we do? I was like, you know, and I tried to get you off that hill. And you, you stood on the hill. And I was like, after after they took game one without Luca, I was like, bro, you don't see what I'm seeing. <laughs> and you still was like, nah, 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 nah. They didn't get it together. And you could throw a couple extra Z's on the end of that because they put you to sleep. So, yep. right, guys, I'll be right back and get going continue, right? Yep. All right. All right. So um all right, you want to so get yeah. to the fir- uh, first so let's, round. Let's yep. deep dive, let's deep down to the first round. Um we'll start in the Eastern Conference. Uh we'll start from the one eight matchup, uh the Miami Heat. Uh, versus the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, I I had the yeah. Hawks pushing that series to uh, six. Mm-hmm. It didn't even go there. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I Trey Young um obviously needs help. Clearly, just with the talent around him. Um, you know, he's a small guard. You know, it was kind of easy for them to trap him and, and get get him out of his rhythm. Be physical. Um. And the Miami Heat did a great job of, uh, you know, literally taking him out the game. And, you know, um, Trey Young had to work for every single basket throughout that whole series. And, mm-hmm. and the, 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 the sad thing about the roster construction in Atlanta is that you don't have, a, you don't have another player that can kind of create your own shot. 
right. you know, Trey Young kind of sets up that whole offense for them. So, um, yeah, uh, great series by the Heat, you know, by by recognizing that. Um, again, you know, one of the best coaches in the league, uh, Eric Spolcher. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, I had the I had the Heat in six, but you know, they won in five. A gentleman sweep. Um, what do you think about that series, Amari? I, I I'm trying to remember. I I didn't have it in six. I didn't I didn't have it going to six. I had the Heat like in. I, I think I said I think it you had it. I think you had the Heat sweeping them. And sweep sweeping them. Yeah. 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 Sweeping them. You know, but Atlanta was able to take that one game due to the Trey Young game winner. But the Miami Heat just had Trey in the, in the ice box, like yep. and. The Hawks rely heavily on the offense of like the pick and roll, getting Trey Young to switch and stuff like that. But with the Miami, you can't do that because everybody on the court is a defender. It's a great defender. So it's like, all right, you set the screen off of Kyle Lowry. Next thing you know, you got Jimmy Butler switching. Then you do that again. Bam is switching, right? So it's just, it's just, and then you got PG Tucker switching. So you just got like a lot of different. Like you would think there would be mismatches for Trey Young, but he can't abuse them because. The Miami Heat is just so great defensively, and I just think that was the issue for um for the Hawks and Trey Young, and I think it all just came to like to fruition, like especially in Game Five, how the Miami Heat was able to cap off that series where they trapped Gallinari. The Hawks couldn't even get off a shot; they couldn't even get off a shot because they were just so so locked in. You know, Jimmy Butler had great performances. I believe in Game Two, he had like forty. 47 something yeah, like 47 yeah. 47 he, he was yeah. going nuts you know and i and the things that remember duncan telling, robinson also in the same in this in that series had 27 game yeah. one yeah. nine for ten for shooting uh, for, uh nine for ten for the three-point line um and you know and, and then jimmy butler added 21 points and pg tucker added 16 points and Kyle yeah. added 10, like well you got yeah. when you got pg tucker giving you, giving you 16 points you got a problem man but yeah. that was just the way for the Miami Heat to get their reps in. You know, like, no, I don't think anybody picked the Atlanta Hawks to win this series, but the Heat just came in and did what they had to do, straight up. Straight up. Straight, straight up. up. Yeah, man, you know, again, Miami uh, took care of business. They did what they were supposed to do, um, you know. And, and yeah, I think, you know, like I said, Trey Young, Miami, They, I mean, uh, Atlanta, have, they have a lot of work. Cut, you know, ahead mm-hmm. of him, they have to do to kind of get that roster right because mm-hmm. it's clear against elite defenses, Trey Young can be neutralized. Even um, even the missing missing of Clint Capella, like I even feel like if they had Clint Capella, it still probably wouldn't have made a difference. No, it wouldn't have made a difference. Yeah. Again, um, they they were Miami so versatile of throwing defenders at you. Exactly. Um, you know, they were picking him up at half court. You know, blitz trap. Mm-hmm. You know, force Trey Young to give up the ball. Up the ball. And mm-hmm. Now you either got Kevin Hurd trying to create his own shots, which is not good at Gallinari on, on ISO, which you don't want. Mm-hmm. So you know, uh, Miami were getting whatever they wanted defensively uh, and offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so next series, um, four or five matchup. Right, uh, you have Philadelphia 76ers versus the um, <laughs> yeah, just versus the Toronto Raptors. Um, for my own agenda, I wanted. I did. We. I, I think we all I, wanted it. I wanted Doc Rivers. We all and James wanted Harden to blow that three zero lead and lose we, that. Season. We all wanted it. Um, I wanted that want, so bad. We all, as as NBA fans, to see something like that never happened before. Like you, yeah. Like we all wanted that to happen, man. But at the end of the day, Philly took care of business, and I actually felt. Going into Toronto, they were going to win that game, game uh, six. Game six. Um, yeah. Game six. Uh, I felt that way. Um, 
Because after game five, when they should have closed it out, um, at Philly when they lost by like, twenty something points, everyone was kind of like, "Oh, you know, they're they're gonna lose." You know, they, you know, be careful going into that environment. I was just like, "Man, they kind of just took the feet off, foot off the gas." They, I'm, I'm assuming they probably thought like, you know, Toronto was just gonna just come in and be like, you know what, it's it's done. They already lost Van Fleet, right? So like, it was just like going into that environment, but they didn't show up. And James Harden, whew, you know, has has had a struggle. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not even gonna say struggle. He has, he is no longer the James Harden of, of what we've known in Houston. I think all of us have to come to the realization that he's not that guy um, that we that 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 was in Houston. Not to say he's terrible because he just he just regressed. And I think we gotta stop holding him to this. You know, this this level. I get why he's being held accountable to to, to that level because of the max contract. That he's going to pursue in an offseason, um, over two hundred something million dollars, um, and I get all that. But we also have to understand that James Harden is not the James Harden from Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Joel Embiid's team. The team does not go without Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is the one who who anchors that offensively and defensively. Um, you know, Toronto with a versatile uh, a lineup of wings that they have um, really showed some fight. Um, Kind of questionable about the Pascal Siakam um, elbow to Joel Embiid's uh, face. Um, I I kind of think it's a basketball play, but I also understand how it looks. Um, but why was Joel still in the game? Yes, that that, yeah, that was that's the my question. next point. That's um, the question. Joel Embiid had no business being in the game. They were up right. by twenty four. I heard Danny Danny Green, Danny Red got on Doc Rivers for like having him in the game. I, I heard that like maybe a couple days ago, and I'm just like. See, like, yeah, you, bad things happen when you leave your stars in the game when they're up by like a good margin, right? We so, all see we've seen it happen numerous times, right? So you know, I, you know, to you know to recap it, like again, you know, the series, the series was it was an entertaining series for the most part, but again, Joel Embiid was was a dominant force in that game, um, you know, and you know, what, what do you guys think about that series and how it went? Uh, go ahead, Eric. Um. I felt that um, Raptors could have easily won game three. They had that lead, and they blew it late, especially in the fourth quarter and in overtime. Mm-hmm. It could have been 4-2 the other way, Raptors, but, right. you know, but they had no answer for Joel Embiid. <clears throat> and I also mentioned this um, in our previous episodes about James Harden, and I asked y'all, is James Harden losing his step? And I, and I did remember asking y'all that question, and you were like, mm, I don't know about that. It seems to me that he's lost his step. And I think that um with the Raptors series in the later in the later games and later on in that series, the Raptors kind of exposed them a little bit. And now you're seeing what the Miami Heat are doing. They're just they, he's just getting tortured. Well, no, I, no I, I would, I, yeah, that's the thing. Like again. Yeah. It's it's glorified now because Joel Embiid is not there. I can guarantee you, they split those two games oh, yeah, in Miami, Miami. if yeah, Joel Embiid yeah. is there oh, because yeah, yeah. because the Sixers had a lead in Game One. They also had a lead mm-hmm. in Game Two. So like, mm-hmm. you can tell they're just missing Joel Embiid. I think Joel, again, I think if Joel Embiid is there, the series is tied one one going back to Philly. That's just my opinion with that. Yeah. But to anyway, your point, um, to, to to your point, like. James Harden got exposed, but it's it's at the detriment of Joel Embiid not being there as well. And he was still getting exposed in Toronto against Toronto, but you know now it's just more glorified. 
Yeah. So, and also for the Raptors, it's a, a stepping stone for them. Um, how they how they see it, how their season went. Um, but now the question is, what's going to happen with their coach? Nothing. And there's 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 been rumblings going out around about no 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 let's not go there we're not gonna go there (laughs) we're not gonna go there he's not gonna be a Lakers head coach he's staying I'm telling you for he's staying in Toronto I'm agreeing with you because because if that's the case Masai Ujiri wants the Kings ransom for the Lake from the Lakers that's yeah it doesn't it doesn't listen Nick Nurse Nick Nurse is up for an extension so what 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 are his I'm not gonna say peon that's that's a Kyrie thing what are his what are his uh what is Nick Nurse's camp going to do? Actually, even better, Nick Nurse is a clutch client. So, with that being said, what clutch is very notorious for getting leverage. And what is the best way to get leverage if you're Nick Nurse? Attach your name to the Los Angeles Lakers because they have a coaching vacancy. So it, it just makes sense. Like we all get it. We understand Nick Nurse is we don't have to worry about Nick Nurse in the coaching situation. Now, their assistant coach, and again, we're going to get to the Lakers coaching carousel later in the show, but I just wanted to put that out there. All right, so that's my summary for that, for that, um, for the Raptors Sixers series. Um, also, I heard y'all was talking about the Hawks and the Heat. That's this. Let me chime in on that for a little bit. Um, Trey Young was put in jail from the start of the series. Um, also the fact that Clint Capella missed most of the series, he had the ankle injury in that playing in that playing game against the Cavaliers, it severely hurt. Um, they had no answer for Bam. I mean, John Collins, he was a no-show. And mind you, if Trey Young doesn't make that layup in game three, this is a, this is a, a sweep. So, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, so yep. Trey Young has like, average 15 points this series, um, a, a total reversal from what he did last year, last year's playoffs. Um it's, it, it was it was to a point where Kevin Knox in two games in this series scored more points than <laughs> Trey Young. That's how bad it was for him. So, Abysmal. Uh, Nick fans had a parade when they saw Kevin Knox score some points. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Armani, what what are, your, what are your quick thoughts on on the, the Philly and Toronto? I series? mean, we we said it when we brought it up. Like I just as everybody else, you know, when the Raptors went down because I picked Philly to win the series, but you know, the Doc Rivers is known for blowing like three one leads and stuff like that. So when the Raptors won that first one, it was just like up, oh. <laughs> and then when they won that second one, it was like oh. <laughs> and so we was kind of you know I was I was watching Game Six just hoping that somehow some way the Toronto Raptors could pull it off and force it to a Game Seven. But you know it is what it is. Um, I mean Joel and B inserted his dominance. I I will say this one thing because Eric brought it up about the uh, the Game Three victory. For the 76ers, that that three, that game winning three was very questionable. Very questionable. You know, like I always was told that you couldn't get up a jump shot in that small amount of time. So I mean, if you guys ever to get the chance to, to just look at the replay. Yeah, 0.9 you know, like, seconds. Right. And the well, the, the, well, wait, wait a minute. Oh, uh, I, I know you minute. go, I know you go with this. But I know you're going with this, but still. Armani, hold on, wait. I'm not, I, I got to no, put it out there. You're right, you're right. You I, can't I, say this. You can't I, say I, this because because we there's a player I know, who, I played, know. who played for our favorite team <laughs> in a series against the San Antonio Spurs that helped us get to a championship, okay? Who hit a game winner in 
four seconds, and it was ruled a good play. Right. So, point nine seconds, Joel B, bravo, brother. Yeah, I guess. You know, but now, nowadays, they, they review everything and stuff like that. So, like, that's all I'm just saying. I, listen, I'm just saying, you can't have a problem with point nine if you don't have a problem with point four. It's just... Get it. All right. That's you know, fine. But... You know. All in all, all in all, like I just think it would have been dope for the Toronto Raptors to come back. Um, we all had Philly winning the series, and I mean, it just sucks that that it happened to Joel Embiid that he was able to that he got hurt. Um, yeah, man. he's the, he's the yeah. MVP of the league, like straight up, he's the MVP of the league, and it's just like, damn, like the playoffs just been so good. Like the first round of playoffs was just so good, and now it's like the lingering inj- injuries are like key guys missing, and it's kind of like you know, and it's piling up, man. It's piling up. It's piling up, you know, and. I don't obviously we're not gonna hear the last of it, but it just sucks where you have the MVP of the league not playing in the playoffs because of injury. Crazy. Yeah, he's gonna get MVP. I I I, I they waiting for I listen. I like how I, I would just say this real quick. I I do like how they're announcing the awards instead of waiting for the, the little uh award show that they yeah, do NBA at the award end of the season. Yeah. Like yeah, it was it was yeah. corny. Um I do like how they, they're doing it like it's kind of like, like they, they're going they're going back to where it was before and they right and yeah. and also just to touch on real quick just the the the, the uh designs of the wars like they don't remember they're not what we used to see it's like this little small kind of mm-hmm. ball looking thing mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i just think that's kind of interesting but i if everybody's getting the same thing what will the mvp award look like that's what i'm I saying think, i don't think that's changing okay i feel like yeah. that shouldn't change i i just feel like i it depends so, on it, it, it's jerry west is the statue right yeah yeah, they, that they should change. I think. <laughs> I'm just saying, like he's already the logo, man. Like, right? Give it, like, make the MVP award Kobe or or MJ mm-hmm. or you know what I'm or, saying, like or Kareem. You or know, Kareem, somebody, somebody right. won it multiple times. Yeah, right. Like Kareem, I think holds the record for most MVPs. We got um, six of them. I think him and MJ are tied. I think I think so. So I think MJ got five. No, no, yeah, MJ got five. Cream got six. Carl LeBron Malone got four. Took one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And but, LeBron but has still. four. So yeah, but, but yeah, yeah. Right. Give it to somebody. I, I just think the statue should be changed because John Russ is already the logo. Like you're the logo. Hello, you're the logo. Like literally, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> but um, moving on. The next series. I mean, we all knew this was gonna be. Uh, a cakewalk, but even even worse that you know Milwaukee Bucks lose their second best player, and you know they were the three seed and they faced the fraudulent the six seed Chicago Bulls. <laughs> um, let me not say fraudulent because they they they've also gone through some injury we issues. Was, I, I don't know. I was high on the Bulls during the season. I remember I was high on the Bulls before the season when we did our preseason yeah. predictions. The Bulls we had had them fourth, in right? We had, we had them I like I had ten heads, and I was like, "Dude, look at how they play!" And evidently, they lived up to that prediction up until yeah. they were hit with COVID and injuries. And, so, and when they ran up against teams better than them, yep. yeah, like they, they, they were they were literally winless against the top three teams in the East and Western Conference. And that so. only win came in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly. crazy. That DeMar had to put up a forty bird, right? Exactly, <laughs> right? And yeah, DeMar DeRozan like. Like he was seeing LeBronto, but anywho, I feel I feel bad for him, man, because like he had to go up against prime LeBron, and then now he gets away from LeBron and goes out east, and he has to face prime Giannis. So like, all right, come so on, bro. Wait, wait till we get the West. I'm gonna remember that because it's a certain individual who said something, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> okay. Um, I think you guys might have a feeling, but we'll get to that. When when I bring um, up the name, you're gonna be like, all right, now I get the connection. But go ahead. Right. Um, 
but yeah, man, uh, Milwaukee completely dominated this series. Uh, the last the games four and five, they they were up by thirty plus points mm-hmm. without games, their second best player. Yeah, so, games like, three and four in Chicago, they blew them up by twenty and thirty. Like you right, absurd. like you're at home. Like <laughs> after after winning game two, I was like, wait a minute, okay, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. And and no, they, it just Man, it, it just you, it just flamed out. You you got Giannis brother dunking on people. Yeah, it was bad. Vucevic was getting exposed crazy. <laughs> um, but again, like there's something to be said right now about Mr. Levine because mm-hmm. there's some rumblings. There's some rumblings about about supposedly supposedly that he wasn't too happy about sharing the role so to speak like Demar coming like it, it was supposed to be built around Zach right mm-hmm. then DeRozan comes in and he's now he's an MVP conversation he, t- he completely is the face mm-hmm. of the franchise mm-hmm. Levine gets hurt for some time DeMar DeRozan's holding it down all year and now Levine's kind of playing in the background now and now there may be some rumblings about him potentially leaving Chicago to pair up with these two guys behind me now again, I don't I don't necessarily think it'll happen. I'm not that guy. I mean, I am that guy that thinks, you know, the Lakers are getting everybody. You're getting everybody, man. <laughs> right. But I'm gonna be really realistic here. I, I don't see any chance that Zach Levine becomes a Laker, but there is a possibility. That's all I'm gonna say. Um some things may have to be worked out with signing trades and things of that nature, but it can be worked out. Um, it could be a potentially three-team deal. Um, who knows? But again, personally, I don't think Zach Levine will be a Laker. But who? Again, you never know. Dejounte Murray did post on Twitter of Zach Levine in a Spurs jersey. They have cat room. They have yeah. They have cat room mm-hmm. this offseason. They can give him a max deal. You know, and I, I think you know having them two in the backcourt would be fun to watch. So, um, but again, it's all speculation. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see what happens. I do think the Bulls. I think for going forward now, need to look at what look at what they need based on roster construction, and and I'll let you guys you know give your give your thoughts on the series after. I mean, a, a defensive wing. We said not, that not only just a defensive wing. Defensive big as well. That's what I was going. Yeah. I think big man. If I think what they should do is knock on the door in Utah and say, there "Hey, you go, there go. Bear. Mm-hmm. Here is here is and 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 the cap. I, I already did the mock trade. It works." Um, here is Nikola Vucevic. Mm-hmm. Here is Patrick Williams. Here's a second round pick. If you want to throw in a first, because he's you know he's he's a top defensive guy, make it protected or pick swap, whatever. And they get Rudy Gobert and maybe a filler. It could be either Royce O'Neal or it could be um uh 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 uh, uh, uh what's his what's his name uh uh Pascal, Eric Pascal. yeah Eric mm-hmm. Pascal um. You know what I mean? To make it work. Because I, I think you put Rudy Gobert with some guards that can actually guard. Because we know in Utah, those guards don't guard. <laughs> He'll be looked at in a different way. Uh, mm-hmm. Because he he's looked at, yes, we get the man that's corny, right? But like, but he also gets picked on a lot because his 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 his, his teammates who, who defend on the perimeter cannot defend. They want so, him to guard everything. Right. So, you know, we have to look at the situation more than the talent. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think he fits super well with the Bulls. Um, they may have to work on some kinks because, you know, he may clog the paint because DeMar DeRozan loves the mid-range. 
Um, but I think the Bulls make sense, or even Charlotte makes sense um, for mm-hmm. him there. Um, but what do you guys think on that on, on that Bulls and, and uh, uh, Buck series? Again, unfortunately, Chris Middleton is out. He is also out mm-hmm. for the second round uh, mm-hmm. right now, which is clearly after game two. Um, he is well needed. But um, what do you guys think about the first round matchup between them and the Bulls? Um, it was it wasn't that surprising. Um, well, it's surprising that the Bulls won game two, and then the Bucks just said they dominate game three and four and they put that series to bed immediately. Yeah. Giannis, the fact that the bench without Chris Middleton came up huge. Grayson Allen was a monster in that series. So here's a stat: Grayson Allen averages over fourteen point five points a game when Chris Middleton is not in the game. Mm-hmm. So he easily becomes like that that filler, that Chris right. Middleton, just a lesser version, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, yeah, it, it's just – I mean, and it sucks. It's unfortunate for Chicago because, again, Caruso was also out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He had COVID. I mean, I mean, he had the, the concussion injury, and then Zach Levine had COVID, and he was out of the playoffs. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing else you can do. There's yeah, it, can it do. was just the same that the Chicago Bulls didn't have, like, the full product on the floor, especially right. what we know of, like, during the season with Lonzo, Caruso – and the rest of the gang, um, it's just unfortunate. But like, you know, Bucks is hungry, straight up. Yeah. And Bucks have, like we said, the Bucks got that next man up mentality. So if Chris Middleton goes down, <clears throat> just like you explained, Grayson Allen, like he was the filler, straight yeah. up. And Drew Holiday, he was as yeah. typical. Shout self. out to Bobby Portis, man. Bobby like, Portis, come on, let him go. By the way, damn, uh, I just realized he was a Knicks. Um, <laughs> you want to see him and Julius Randle. <laughs> what? Um, imagine if y'all had Bobby Portis now. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, like like you guys said, you know, the series was was expected to go this way. Um, I had them. I had I had Bucks in four. You know, I didn't see them winning a game, but uh, as far as Chicago, but you know, again, something something to be said. Keep your eye on Zach Levine this offseason. Think there's something brewing with him. The fact that he got COVID. I, I, again, I'm not I'm not gonna question. Mm. But I'm just saying, it, it was a little weird and like at the wildest moment, um, knowing that you know you you, you could have probably battled and try to get a game in. Again, who knows? But you know, mm-hmm. supposedly he was actually willing for the symptoms and stuff like that, as Coach Billy Donovan had said. So, but yeah, sucks for them. And then on top of that, Lonzo needs a second opinion now. On his Jeez, tough. He, he, it's not getting better, supposedly, which sucks for the man. Like, I, you know, I love Lonzo. When when we drafted Lonzo, I was like. I'm Alonzo Stan. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I love this game. Sucks to see him, you know, uh, go down like that. And, you know, now he's he's injured even more and they don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still feeling discomfort and stuff like that. So, yeah, the Bulls got a lot of things they got to worry about this all season, you know. But if you guys need a point guard, that's durable. We have one. But anywho, um, just saying. Um, we're going to move on. To, we're going to move on to the next series. We're gonna move on to the next series. Um, oh man, this and, one! And we're gonna let Eric glorify this one because I'm sure um, he's gonna love this. <laughs> I necessarily, you know, can't really. I, I can't root for the Celtics, but you know, Listen, it was we'll, we'll recognize Listen, it was painful for me rooting for the Celtics, man. But what? But yeah, I mean, yeah. listen. At the end of the day, the two seed Boston Celtics versus the seventh seed uh, Brooklyn. We didn't see this coming. Played in the first round. I I certainly did not see this coming. I didn't see um, this coming. I, I think t- I think Eric might have been the only person that said that Celtics was gonna win. But I think 
Ernest and I both said that Nets was going to win. I think Ernest said in seven, and I said in six. Yeah, I said Nets in seven because I, yeah. I just felt like – because I knew Boston was complete. I just mm-hmm. felt that <clears throat> the scoring of Kyrie and and and, and Kevin Durant was going to be – was going to just be too much. And I, I just felt at all times and throughout the fastest of the game, the Nets will have the two best players on the floor. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So – I just went with that, and I was totally wrong, and I stand on that. Um, man, what a performance by the Boston Celtics, the way to come out after game one where we, where you kind of thought, like, man, Boston escaped that one, right? Mm-hmm. Like, after the Kyrie, like, just – he just went berserk with that fourth-quarter performance. Um, and I, I – it's crazy because I kind of, like, felt good. Like, all right, they lost that game with a buzzer – you know, if you look at the tape, you know, Kevin Durant, you know, kind of missed the assignment on, on Jason Tatum and, mm-hmm. and Kyrie should have fouled him, but he just let him go around and lay up. OK, it, it happens. He did a moment, you know, emotions are, are high and, you know, stuff like that. So I felt like, oh, OK, I think the Nets will take game two. Oh, was I wrong? Then I was like, you know what? When they get back to Brooklyn, that crowd, New York. And I forget the Barclays Center ain't. Madison Square Garden, man. <laughs> like we keep I can guarantee you, that. you. We keep telling you that. I can so. guarantee you. I mean, we, we know we noticed though. <laughs> but listen, if you take the same Brooklyn Nets team and just put a Nick uniform on them, right? Just imagine that that whole squad were New York Knicks. <laughs> and then we're going back to the garden down 0-2 after yeah, the, after games one and two, how close they were. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me the Nets or the Knicks wouldn't have won at least one game? They would have. They would. They would have got one game in the Garden. I can guarantee you that. So, you know, hell, RJ Barrett hit a game winner on the Celtics before mm-hmm. they started turning into you know world beaters. But I Wait, didn't RJ for the Celtics resurrection. I, I yeah, I, I didn't expect this. So you know, I was completely wrong on that. Shout out to the the, the Celtics. Um, yeah, and I hope you guys don't win eighteen because that's for us. But um, but yeah. You know, let me guys let me know your thoughts on, I, on just so, KD's performance. And, yeah, yeah, so that's that's exactly where I was gonna go. Um, because he needs yeah. that same energy. So if that was LeBron James. This would have been all over the world. So yeah, just I just gotta put it out there. That was the worst I've seen KD play ever. Um, I know everybody talks about Game Seven Conference Finals 2016 Thunder against the Warriors, but for a whole series, it was just crazy because KD didn't look comfortable. Like <clears throat> his pull up mid range game wasn't there. Um, the, the turnovers, <laughs> the, though. The turnovers. The only time, yeah, just Dude, slop, the sloppy with the basketball. It was like there was this one point after game two, he had as many turnovers as field goals made. Field goals, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it was bad out there, man. Like he he the only time he got buckets was at the free throw line, you know. And just and we said this too that the net supporting cast. They, they can only do so much, you know, and they're, they're not deep enough. I did see that the Nets try to insert um, Blake Griffin in, you know, to, to kind of help. But, but I mean, he had little spurts and everything. Yeah, but, he gave yeah. them energy. He but gave them energy. By right. His fifth. He was, he was gassed. Five he was, minutes. He was gassed. gassed. He was gassed. He was gassed. <laughs> he was gassed. But, I mean. And then the, the, the elephant in the room, you know, Mr. Ben 10. <laughs> you know what? You know what? But here's the thing. Here's the Oof. thing with, with, with the Ben Simmons thing. Because we can't we, – we shouldn't pile on him like this because he clearly had a back issue. He had surgery. Right. You're not right. going to have surgery if you're going to lie about your back. Like, that. Right. that that's just cap. So, like, mm-hmm. 
yes, I blame the Brooklyn Nets mm-hmm. of how they handled the, the situation, how yeah. they handled yep. it. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if you knew he had a back issue, this tells me you were influenced by the by Twitter and social mm-hmm. media, national mm-hmm. media about the Ben Simmons thing, and all oh, you lost the trade. So like it's like this this public pressure to put him out there, and you know to be like, oh, he'll he he should be back game three. Oh no, he should be no, he should be back game four. Mm-hmm. But if game four is on Monday. Game three is on Saturday. What's the difference? There's only one day in between. <laughs> what, right. like if he if he couldn't play in game three, why would you put him in game, game four, four yeah. when you need him actually in game three? Because game three is more important than game, <laughs> game four. <laughs> so like it just it just didn't make any sense. And you know, it was it's unfortunate how you know what's going on. I again another guy to keep an eye on in the offseason is Ben Simmons. I because personally. Mm. I don't think he's staying in Brooklyn. Mm. Um, yeah. We, mm. I, I, I heard he some just, things. And he just uh, had back surgery today, so mm. yeah, he's, he's going to be out for three to four months. I heard some things with him, and you know, possible destinations. Who knows? Um, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, just keep an eye on Ben Simmons, though. But it just, I'll just finish up real quick. It was just a total, a total shocker, man. Like we, we didn't expect this to get swept. Crazy. KD, Kyrie gets wet on their home floor. They got to hold that. They got to hold that. They have to hold that, though. Crazy. All right. So they've been in Brooklyn for three seasons, four seasons now. And what the show for? One playoff series? Playoff series win since they got there. Yeah, it's not a good look. Yeah. So my take on this series is that um, one, the Celtic defense put KD in jail. (laughs) Two, Kyrie Irving didn't show up after game one. Mm hmm. Uh, also, I think with Kyrie too, like it, he I, think, was, it was I, just a, I, I think the fasting also affected him a little bit because yeah, oh yeah, because mm-hmm. if you look at it right, like game Remember one, game two? Game, so look, so look, game one was at three thirty Eastern, right? Mm-hmm. So eat. if you think about the time, but think about the time he was fasting, so he he can eat up until the sunrise, right? Mm-hmm. So that could have been what six a.m. you know Eastern Standard Time around that when the sun is rising, so. He hasn't. He's he, he's gonna. He hasn't. He has less time fasting rather than mm-hmm. playing at a seven thirty game where he mm-hmm. didn't eat for you know twelve hours. Now, now this takes a toll a little bit. So I think what we started to see the late games. This is where he struggled. Game two, he struggled. Mm-hmm. Game three, he struggled. Game four, he was a no show. So like mm-hmm. it was, as the games were at night, I think it affected him because of the you know he had to fast a little longer. And in the middle of the game, he you know he has to go stop you know go to the locker room and eat something and at sundown. But you know at that at that point, like it's how, how do you you know accustom all that energy and build up all that energy to actually perform? You know, how do you prepare for that? All day? Right, right. you know what I'm saying. So right. I, the reason why I think he had a better performance in game one only because and again it's an afternoon, game. I, it's an afternoon game and I'm not trying to be ignorant or anything like that. I'm just saying like that the time of him fasting was a shorter time period in between. Mm-hmm. From game one to the rest of the games where they were at, they were at seven thirty at night. So you know, I think that that affected um, his play, so to speak. Yeah, that also was came into um, came to fruition during that series. Also, my, also my, one of my points: um, Ime Udoka ran coaching circles all over Steve Nash. Mind <laughs> now, remember he was Nash is, man. Oof, and there's some rumors about. Hmm. And that's one of him back next year. So remember, Udoka was on the Nets staff last year. 
Well, he got Steve Nash got an endorsement by Kevin Durant, so I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, he, at his press conference, you know, Kevin Durant was just like, because they asked him about Steve Nash, you know, coming back next season and whatever, and and Kevin Durant was like, he what he used is like the same the LeBron and AD, what they use in the exit interviews about Frank Vogel, like, oh, he didn't have a chance to coach his team because we weren't healthy, you know? So, like, Kevin Durant kind of went that route and was just like, you know, he had to deal with a lot this season um, to keep this group together. Um, and evidently, you know, he ran into a coach who didn't have to deal with those certain situations. But, again, those situations were self-inflicted, man. Like, th- those were in, like, circumstantial things that just happened out of the whim. Like, those were self-inflicted things that right. they did. Uh, but also, themselves. but also, I thought that the Brooklyn Nets all season long took the took the regular season for granted, thinking that once, oh, if if we can get healthy, we get healthy before the playoffs, we'll turn on the switch, we'll gel. That's like, not always the case. It's not always the no. case. Like you not need the, re- the you need to take the regular season seriously. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they really didn't do that, they they depended on Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, to like help galvanize. The season and the into going to the playoffs as a seven seed and no one wants the playoffs as a seven seed and we could turn on a switch and Celtics did that's fine that's fine but you're gonna find yourselves out early in the playoffs if you keep playing that playing that game here's and and, on, here, and yeah go ahead finish yeah my bad finish your point and, and also the um I just think that during during that series um. Tatum and Brown was was a much better duo than Katie and Kyrie. Yeah. So yeah, of course. I, here's yeah. here's and then I, after I make this and, point, and, we'll move on and, to the West. And not to go true on this, but listen, as Nick fan, I'm I'm good with it. I'm very good with the sweep. So <laughs> I, I understand. Listen, yeah. I had a I had a ever since Spike Lee to the game. game. Yeah, I spent I, I sent Spike Lee to, to, Spike game Lee three, to the game. That bad juju <laughs> game. There you go. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I know how it feels. I, I, I celebrated when the Clippers blew the 3-1 lead. Yo, um, we was lit. <laughs> what? Oh, my gosh. I That was because the thing I, is, that was totally unexpected because you know what's crazy? We we wanted the Clippers in 2020. You know why? Because everyone had picked the Clippers. Yeah, the Clippers were like, like Clippers, Clippers like, this, Clippers that. Yeah. Like, and it was, wait a minute. Hold on. Nothing. And then I was like, yo, just wait. And, you know, everyone went off the regular season. The first two games, the first game of the season. And the Christmas game, we lost, right? Mm-hmm. In, in in frustrating fashion. Mm-hmm. But the game before the bubble shut down, that mm-hmm. game in March, LeBron, we, LeBron had a big game against the Clippers, and, and, and we were sending the message, right? And that same week, what did we do? He was to, cooking Lou Will, and what, what did we cooking. do to Giannis in that same week? We yeah, beat the, the Bucks, week, the game too. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But like, so I wanted the Clippers, so it was just like. Them losing that was so much satisfaction. I understand. Yeah. So and well, um, also and also that's that's a quote I'm gonna add this also. But when they when they came to when they got to Brooklyn, they took them. That fans that took them reckless. They were talking about, oh, we're gonna take over New York. This and that. This and Brooklyn and a new Mecca. Like, okay, let me see in three years from yeah, now. See you. See you. I think something. So here, they won it, one playoff series. This since and, those two and, guys came to came to the Nets. And the the crazy thing is, um, and then we got to move on. But yeah. the I just want to make this last point. What what we're seeing now is that the three superstar thing kind of doesn't work in this era, only because you need depth now. You have a lot more taller players. You know, 
the league is starving. Like you got teams starving for wing depth. You know, guys mm-hmm. who are six, 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 seven, six, eight, six, nine that can defend, shoot, create some offense, rebound, that can kind of do everything. Um, and you need depth, man. Like you can't sit there and, and allocate all your cap space to three guys and say, mm-hmm. okay, the rest are just gonna be marginal minimal minimal salary players. I'm gonna make it work. It's not like that anymore, you know. So um, guys are way more skilled coming into the league. The league is clearly turning over as far as, you know, the LeBrons and KDs, you know, of the world who kind of like, you know, the Stephs who kind of like, you know, were the, like the overseers of the league, so to speak. Now we're starting to change over, right? You're going to have John Morant. You're going to have uh, Luka Doncic, Tatum Devin Booker, Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to have these guys mm-hmm. now emerge as, you know, the faces of the league. Anthony so, Edwards, Brandon, Edwards. Edwards. Brandon Ingram, Ingram, Anthony Anthony Edwards, Edwards. you know what I'm saying? Zion, you could throw him in there too. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you're starting to see that. So teams are going to, like, the the way to go forward and to win is you have two elite guys and then you have depth around Mm -hmm. them. I hate to say this, but the one great example of that, if you look at the Clippers, next season they're going to be a – we'll we'll talk about them during our offseason, like, you know, conversation and episode that we'll have in a couple months. But, yeah. Moving on to the Western Conference. First round matchup. The one and eight seed. Woo! You had the Phoenix Suns versus the eight seed, the Orleans Pelicans. And, man. Um, entertaining. Very entertaining. Yes, very entertaining. Did, did I expect very. the Pelicans to win? No. Did I want the Pelicans to win? Yes. yes. Right. But, they really, they really tested the Suns in that series. I'll tell they, you that. They, yeah. they did because Booker was out. Booker right. was in and didn't matter, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, did we see the emergence of Brandon Ingram. And mm-hmm. if, if CJ McCollum. Damn, CJ, man. Oh. If CJ McCollum didn't go Damian Lillard. Yeah, bait. Like, he just—I don't know what he, he sold. Was selling after game one, he sold, man. Please sell you know what him, I'm man. saying? Um, Jose Alvarado had to take his place. Like, come right. on, bro. You know, but you know, we, we saw the emergence of Herb Jones. You know what I'm saying? Trey Murphy. I mean, if I know Trey Murphy very well because he lit the Lakers up this season. So, um, <laughs> everybody does. Know, every, every every like no name guy you don't know that has a name now made a name against mm-hmm. the Lakers. I'm letting you guys know. But, you know, New Orleans has a promising future. It was a good, good competitive series. Um, again, I, I love what I saw from Brendan Ingram. But, again, as expected, the Phoenix Suns came out on top um, in uh, six games. Um, and, yeah, what, you know, what are you guys' thoughts on that first-round matchup? I just – I wanted the Pelicans to win so bad, man. Um, that That's just, like, pure hatred for the Suns. But, <laughs> no, but um, to Brandon Ingram, man, Brandon Ingram really shined. And as a Laker fan – it was really Love seeing the baby legacy. Yeah, scene, it, it was really, really dope seeing that because you know I remember when he came into the league, I was like, "Yo, like he has the similar frame as KD, but like his jump shot wasn't there, the mid range jump shot wasn't there." So it was like, "Bro, like, like what can you do?" He was great at attacking the basket, which was crazy, you know, for for a guy who's like really, really slim. But um, no, but like his his playoff run against the Phoenix Suns, like he was just. His mid-range was was just killer, man. Like you couldn't you couldn't stop it. Like fadeaways, pull-up jump shots. Like he was killing, man. And just to see like Jose Al- Alvarado, you know, like Sean on a big stage like that. Somebody who I believe he was undrafted, right? And yeah, he was undrafted. He, yeah, he was on a, He's from New York. He's from Queens. Yeah, from Queens. Yeah. Um, he was on a two-way contract, and then he finally got a a guaranteed contract, right? 
and mm-hmm. yeah, and he'd shine, you know, and he had some playoff moments with CP when him and CP was going at it. So I just think just overall, just being in that type of setting for the Pelicans gave them a lot of confidence for the near future. Now, we don't know what Zion's going to do. Zion is talking about he might re-up and everything, but just that team alone, like, and they also have assets if they want to flip. But I think the Pelicans is in a great spot. And also, Valachunez, I feel like I, you know, he kind of gets overlooked, but, man, he was dominant on the boards, man. Like, the yeah. only way, the only way that I feel like the 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 Suns got the edge is because he kept getting into, into foul trouble. And that was mm-hmm. the thing that sucked about it because he was killing it. The first game he had 25 boards. Like, and also yeah. I would say this, I feel like uh I think the Pelicans might need some more bigs, like Larry Nance. I for me, like a, a six nine center, you don't it don't really cut it for me, man. You mm-hmm. know, there's nothing against Larry Nance, but I feel like they need somebody else. Jackson Hayes. Yeah, he he makes bonehead mistakes and stuff like that. But anyway, just the Pelicans to be on that that stage, it definitely showed them like, yo, like we can be here with the big dogs. Yeah. So my my thoughts on that series, um, Pelicans were real real competitive. Um, it could have it could have been easy. The Pelicans could have had a three one lead easily if they didn't win Game Three. Mm-hmm. Um, but Chris Paul saved them saved them from that series going the other way um like y'all mentioned before brendan ingham his first playoff series he came out guns blazing and almost single-handedly took took the suns out but chris paul was not letting this was not letting them let not letting the suns lose a series mm-hmm. um booker had that injury had that um groin injury and then the hamstring we, they had me had the hamstring in, in, in injury and also remember before game six, we didn't know if he was going to come back and play that game. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he played with that with that injury was like kind of surprising. I think he was but, actually, I think he was actually fine. I think the Suns mm-hmm. was like, oh, maybe we could like push it where you, we push we can beat them without you. But I think once they started seeing how competitive you know they were and the games were so close, it's like man. Let's just go out there and put these guys away because you don't want to play with fire. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So also, um, DeAndre Ayton was big in the series. Um, he was, besides him, they were getting our rebounded by the Pelicans. So mm-hmm. that was just that one caveat that they had. Um, right. Also, the also the mutual respect between Willie Green, Chris Paul, and um, Monty Williams. Because mm-hmm. remember, Willie Green was on the Sun staff last year when they went to the finals. So, so there was that little in that was, there was the little little emotional attachment to into that series, and you saw after Game Six how Willie and Chris they embrace each other, him and Monty they embrace each other. So it was a real physical, and this is and this is what happens in the, in these playoff series. Like you get the emotion because you don't you don't want to lose, knowing that just lose four games in the series, the season's over. So. I think the Pelicans, they're gonna wait, they're gonna be on their way up. They got a bunch of young guys, they got a and the wild card is Zion Williams Williamson. Mm-hmm. So and also I heard that um if this would have gone seven games, he would have been able to play. So but I'm but I'm not but no, I'm not sure you're not, was, you're not gonna throw that. in a man at him play all year. No, no, I hate and, that. Stuff. And yeah, yeah, I, I get that's what exactly what I was about to say too. 
Yeah, you know, so that, that whole sitting out for the whole year and then jumping into the play, like it's kind of whack, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's um, like the Ben Simmons, like, like the Ben Simmons, right. Brooklyn, it's like, and even the Kawhi and Kawhi, the whole Kawhi situation, you know, if the, mm-hmm. yeah, like, the, oh, Kawhi was gonna come back if, yeah, like that's if they whack. had a chance. To, no, no, J- Jamal, Jamal Murray, like that's that's whack, that's yeah. whack. Um, I'm gonna just say one real quick thing before you go ahead, Ernest Scott Forster, where you at, man? Chris Paul can't keep getting away with this, man. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Scott Foster. All right, next series. <laughs> next series, four or five matchup. We had the Utah. Well, we had the Dallas Mavericks versus the Utah Jazz. Oof, um golly. Armani picked them and picked the Jazz in five, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know, he, he felt because you, you want me there. to go? Want, yeah, I, yeah, that's explain what, yourself, please. Yeah, explain, explain yourself. yourself. Explain yourself. <laughs> So that that's pretty you much can kick the it reason. off and get and give and give your thoughts on the series. So yeah, man, that, that's just pretty much the reason why I thought. I, so I I kind of underestimated the extent of Lucas' injury. It's kind of like the reverse when you really think about it. I thought like that 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 injury he had was something not to play with, you know. So I just thought that as much as he contributes to that team, to have all of that on him, like. Do you want to really risk that? So I thought Utah was going to like, you know, all right, let's get him up out of here quick. But the emergence, I wouldn't really even say the emergence because Jalen Bronson was killing for like the second half of the season. He shined. He really shined. And all you just got to do is get a couple of role plays on your back. And next thing you know, you have a competitive matchup. And the issue is with the Utah Jazz, like they don't know what they want to do. Like, you know, Conley's making some mistakes. Donovan so that, Mitchell. That travel to yeah, it was it was it was a tough way to go out, you know. And but like for some reason, I still had hope. Like I think I, I called Utah in five, right? I said Utah in five. Like legit, after they lost game one, you were like, Yeah, they went in four straight. I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> what are you watching? <laughs> And then Luca came back, and I'm just like, oh, he's a- he's actually fine, you know. So I was just like, you know what? All right, I'm gonna just take that L. I'm not gonna switch up now. I'm already in hot water. It is what it is. But I'm just glad that it took this to finally for the Utah Jazz to Utah ass to finally realize like they need to break this whole thing up, you know? Like yeah. the, the, the time is over. Like Rudy think- and Donovan, it's over. It's done. So. This will be the first offseason, uh, you know, Danny Angel had full control. You know, Dwayne Wade is back mm-hmm. in the fold, you know, because he's a co-owner uh, or partial owner of majority. I don't know. Like, but he's he's an owner. Which is crazy. Um, but he should have a, a, a stake in the Miami organization, but whatever. Um, so I, I do think some things will shake up. Quinn Snyder, don't know. Uh, you know, they said he, he didn't sign the extension a couple years ago, right? He didn't sign the extension, he's also linked to the Lakers. We'll he see. also was with us in the past, too. Yeah, he was 2012 2013 season. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Mike Brown was the coach, he was on oh, the god, well. goodness, yeah. Um, Darvinham, too. Um, you know, but um, once after game one, because I, I had. I had the the Mavericks in six games. Um, I just felt I just don't trust the Jazz in the playoffs. They're a regular season team because in the playoffs, all the one the game slows down. So when the game slows down, you are forced to guard. 
And when you afford the guard in the playoffs, sometimes you get exposed. Mm-hmm. And as we all know, <laughs> Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Royce O'Neal to an extent, who's probably the best wing defender. He is. Mm-hmm. Um, Bogdanovich, uh, Jordan Clarkson, Daniel House, Eric Pascal. Like, those guys are those guys are not defenders. Again, mm-hmm. aside from Royce O'Neal, um, and then you just have Rudy Gobert, who's who's when when teams go small, he can't go to the perimeter, so he's unplayable. Mm-hmm. And you saw that with Dallas, like Maxi Cleaver. Max Cleaver was literally bringing him out in the paint. He was able to shoot threes, wide open shots, because Rudy Gobert either had to like guard the paint because because his guards weren't guarding, or he had to get out on the three. On the, Excuse me, on the three ball, and the lanes were wide open for Jalen Brunson and for Dorian Finney-Smith and for Spencer Dinwiddie, you know, to get to the cup. So, and imagine if they had Tim Hardaway mm-hmm. Jr. who wasn't hurt. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I expected Dallas to win this series, you know, from the beginning. And then when Luka came back, you know, I was like, man, yeah, it's it's, it's done. Um, but yeah, this is expected for the Utah Jazz. I do expect some changes to happen, um, whether big or small. There will be changes. I got a question for y'all. So who goes first, Rudy Gobert or Donovan Mitchell? Ah, uh, Rudy goes first. No, he, you know he remember he's the they signed him to that two hundred million dollar contract, which at that time made no sense and still doesn't make any sense. I think Rudy goes first only because one, um, the All Star game is going to be in Utah this coming year. Mm. They want to keep Donovan. They need to have an All Star guaranteed All Star. Mm-hmm. The, probably the guaranteed all stars Donovan Mitchell, mm-hmm. and then you, if things don't work out, you know, after you try to build around him after this year, maybe you say, okay, like you know, you ship him out somewhere else, probably to New York. That's where he wants to go anyway. I, um, I just yeah. see also Donovan Mitchell was at the Met game earlier this week, so there was a but, but, but he's always at the Met game. He's a Met yeah. fan, mm-hmm. you know, so that that that's expected. Um, I would him, say because there's a lot of teams that's knocking on the Rudy Gobert door. Um, this offseason. So, like, the the, the likely the probability of Rudy being out of Utah is more likely compared to Donovan Mitchell. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, my take on this on this series, um, the Mavs just killed the Jazz from the three-point line. Like, the Mavericks were playing five out, <laughs> basically, and have Luka or, or Jalen Brunson was averaged near 30 30th series, drive, kick, drive, kick, drive, layup, drive, layup, drive, kick, drive, kick. Maxi Kleber shooting threes, Finney Smith shooting threes. Um, once Luca came back, it got worse. I mean, oh, Quinn Snyder couldn't even make adjustments because it's like, what do you do? You take out Gobert and who do you put in? Who do you put in to guard the paint? No one. So you. Putting Rudy Gobert, like he can't do two things at once. So they were they were in deep trouble. Since even though they won the game one, they were they were still in deep trouble during the series. So and remember and, how we my my bad. Remember how we said early in the season when the Utah Jazz picked up Hassan Whiteside, legit. Yeah, the he, same player. he was a no show. He was a no right. show. Exactly. Um, also, yeah. another factor, Jalen Brunson. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a big series. Um, but then again, it's like against the Jazz team that don't defend. This series against the Suns. Yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna get to the second round yeah. after we recap the first yeah. round. But yeah. So so mind you, he's a he's a almost free agent coming up. 
So if he a lot of teams going to be at the door for him. A lot of teams going to be at the door for him. They're talking about between 20 and 25 million for Brunson. Mm. So that's kind of a high number for me, but I do I I I see it. And plus kids from Villanova. I need a point guard. Next need a point guard, man. I need a point guard. Kids from Villanova. Or or we remember his dad. We 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 have a point guard for you guys, you know. Just we sure do. We sure do. Listen, we sure do. It's already a construction site know. at MSG, bro. It's already a construction <laughs> site at MSG. Nah, bro. Listen, we already got yeah. one on our roster. I don't. We if, don't need another one, please. If I say this, if the right trade is out there for 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 uh, Utah, right? And I propose this already. The Knicks should give up Julius Randle. Should give up Emmanuel quickly, a first round pick and a second round pick for for Donovan Mitchell. Simple as that. And then you 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 holla at you holla at Jalen Brunson, and you give him the money that he wants, and because you have the cap space for it to get him to put him and Donovan Mitchell under the cap. You have let have the cash face for it. Yeah, because they could renounce all and those other contracts. And their starting signed. five, their starting five should look like Mitchell Robinson at the five. The four should be Obi Toppin. The three should be um, uh, RJ. RJ Barrett. RJ. The two should be Donovan Mitchell. And then one should be Jalen Brown. Jaylen. That mm-hmm. is a legit starting I'm five. That. Yeah, I'm, take, I'm, I'm, I'm taking that. I'm taking um, that. But will it happen? Probably not. No. Um, moving on to the next team. Oh, the next series, rather. Um, we just did the four or five matchup, so now we're looking at the three six matchup. And the three six matchup was you have, um, oh my god, I just drew Warriors and Nuggets, yes, the Warriors and the and 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 the Denver Nuggets. Um, man, you know, I, Golden State were front runners in that series, I think. Um, you know what I'm saying, like. Jokic, he literally had to do everything um, in order for him to, to, to get a win. or It, it just it wasn't going to happen. You know, that series ended abruptly. Um, you know, I, again, I, everyone kind of expected Golden State to win this series pretty handedly. Um, Will Barnes is, I mean, <laughs> bro, what? <laughs> like, Aaron Gordon, like, oof. If de- listen, there are no Denver's another team. Like I, people talk about, oh, Denver's gonna be so legit next year when they get Jamal Murray and M- M- MPJ back. No, they're not because they're gonna have Aaron Gordon and they're gonna have Will Barton on the court at the same time as those guys. And Will Barton thinks he's Kobe. Like it's it's insane to me. Like he, his offense bothers me so much. It's it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. But um, Jokic, <laughs> you know, Jokic played phenomenal as much as he could have. We knew Again, that. We, yeah. we, it was just too now. much. It was just yeah. too much of the Warriors. Jordan Poole, like, my God. Um, they had Steph Curry come off the bench, y'all. Like, come mm-hmm. on, man. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Mm-hmm. And it, it, they didn't do it for one game. You did it for three games. Mm-hmm. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Like, come on. <laughs> I mean, they. I feel like the Warriors are just playing with their food. Like, you know, like, Steve Curry was just trying to get an idea of, like, what different matchups and lineups can he can do because if i'm not mistaken and we could get to that but 
the first game against the Grizzlies in the second round. Didn't Clay come, come off the bench? Or oh, I'm bugging. Mm, or no, Clay, no, Clay no. started, right? Okay. He started, yeah. He started. Okay. But but this is their death lineup, their center is a six eight dude, Draymond Green. And I mean, it wasn't gonna contain Jokic, but the fact that they still were able to function, but even he with played the, good defense on Jokic, right? Though. And even with the Nuggets, you know, swapping out um Boogie and Jokic, like and shout, it, yeah, shout out to Boogie because he has some no flashes, good. man. Yeah, of, yeah. Of, he still got he still got it in the tank, and I think he's still serviceable in the league. Yeah, I, you know, I I think he should be picked up. I hope he gets picked up in the offseason by a team um, that needs you know some instant. Offense or a, a big that can kind of stretch the floor and mm-hmm. score and spurts. It just sucks how the refs got it out for him. I don't know what yeah, it is, but yeah, it, it's, it, at this point, like he said, it, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's getting ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous. <laughs> but um, but yeah, just just my take on it. Like, man, Jordan Poole is it's crazy. He didn't win most improved. I find that. Bro, really, it was, that made no sense. Like, so I, 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 a number two pick has no. Like you don't put a number to bigger most improve. You're you're expected to improve, brother. That that's like Brandon Ingram, you know. Brandon Ingram yeah. most improved. Brandon Ingram you know? he did yeah. win most improved. He did. Yeah. But, but I feel like his emergence was a little bit different because his expectation, right. like it was a he cat. didn't live, he didn't live a, up to the expectation. Right, exactly. And LeBron came and then it was like, Yeah, okay, forget about your development because we need to win now. So <laughs> you know, like right. it's, yeah, it's just it's, it's yeah, it's you know. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I mean, just the Warriors just came out and just handled business straight up. Yeah, that's yeah. it. So my notes on this series, like I mentioned this before, um, last episode, and I'll play a preview that the Warriors are going to use this series as a springboard. There we go. They use this. They use that series as a springboard. They Curry tinker tinker around with the lineups, mm-hmm. having Steph Curry come off the bench, averaging twenty six a series, which is. Unheard of, man. That's absurd. I mean, and then in the top of Jordan Poole averaged like near 30 points, 30 a series. Three max players on 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 that roster. Three. And basically, it was like Jokic had to do everything, and he dropped even yet. Did he drop 40 in this? Did he drop 40 in one of the games in the series? Um, I guess when he did. I think he did. He did. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Jokic had to do everything and still couldn't. Only come up with, have come up with one win in the series. So, I mean, it was it wasn't shocking for us to see the Warriors win the series in five. Um, I mean, Aaron Gordon was a no show. Um, Will Barton another no show. So, if they if Nuggets really think that they can compete in the West, we're coming back with Murray, Porter Jr. They need more. They, 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 they their they championship windows closing fast. They need more. Yeah. I mean, I'm they're, like, they're, they're like right behind Utah on the championship. They're, they're on that. They're on that sick. They're on that cusp of that second to third tier in the West. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So they're going to have to like really assess their roster if they want to really compete because next year the Western Conference is going to is even more and, deeper, and, man. You know what's crazy? Like everyone talks about how good the East is this year. The West next year is going to be a bloodbath. Like. Seriously, like I'm not even like look at all right, you're gonna have Phoenix still there, you're gonna have Golden State still there, you're gonna have mm-hmm. Memphis still there, you're gonna have the rise of, of the Pelicans and, and, and the Tim Wolves, the Lakers will certainly be back, the Clippers, the Clippers will certainly be back. Like that's seven teams already, you know what I'm saying? And I didn't mention Dallas, 
I didn't mention uh, 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 even Utah to an extent, depending on what they do. And whatever San Antonio do. San Antonio? Yeah, San Antonio. Yeah. Like, right. there's, there's going to mm-hmm. be things that are going to happen. So, mm-hmm. um, But, yeah, the Warriors took care of that in, 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 in quick fashion, as expected. Moving on to the next series, which was, was probably the most confusing, head-scratching, <laughs> dumbest series I've ever experienced and oh, watched man. as far as basketball <laughs> IQ. Um, <laughs> from yeah. coaching and yeah. from players. Um, you know, we in Minnesota now. Um <laughs> The number two seed, Memphis Grizzlies. We in Minnesota now. Against the number seven seed, Minnesota Timberwolves. We in Minnesota now. Bro. They blew three games. One game, twice, in the same game. They blew three 20-point digit leads in three different games. And so in one he, game, they did it twice. So They did are. it twice. We're, we're at I that mean, point. This, Charles Barkley said it too. This this got to be the most dumbest team I've ever seen um, <laughs> play because like they take listen, they're exciting to watch. They're a hungry bunch of young guys. Uh, 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 Jared Vanderbilt. Yeah. Yes. I like him. Uh, like mm-hmm. I I man, if we could get him on the Lakers, geez, like Ooh. that guy is really good. Um, <laughs> Because get him away from the stupidity that he's doing <laughs> in Minnesota. Um, get, him, get him away from Pat Beverly. Um, so I, okay, I'm glad you brought his name up because I remember, <laughs> I remember when uh, he told Steph like he said, "Yeah, you got the like, five, you got the last year. five years, yeah, got the next five, five years. when they got Kawhi, and, right. and, and in two years' time, his ass is in Minnesota, right? And now look." John yeah. Morant, right, and Curry is still on top, right? Yeah, similar yeah. to kind of similar you, to the whole. His, did you want? Did you see his tweet um last night or the other yeah, night? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, he's like, he didn't have forty seven, yeah. but it's like, dude, you you, you blew three 20 point point leads yeah. um, in three separate games, and you did it twice in one game. Like, what, what, you you should have been you should have been playing game three on Saturday, bro. Like, you right. should have been playing game three mm-hmm. on Saturday, right? Um, in the second round, but. I mean, shout out to the Memphis Grizzlies who stayed resilient. Um, I felt the Memphis was going to win that series. I thought it was going to go seven. It should have went seven. Um, considering crazy. what happened in game six. Um, you know, again, but John Morant has been special this whole playoffs. Um, he, yes, he struggled. He struggled against Minnesota because if people don't understand, it's about matchups, right? Like, I, I did say that the Warriors were going to treat um, uh, uh, Memphis, because I felt like the, the inexperience the Warriors had, but like I also had to take a look back and say, Wait, man, like look at the matchup problems. The reason why John Moran didn't have a great series because the length of Minnesota bothered him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look at what he's doing now against Golden State when they're playing smaller, he's he's getting whatever he wants. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, and man, Minnesota's so stupid, man. Like, yeah. geez, mm-hmm. like they, they they legit had that series, um, you know. Car Anthony Towns with the dumb shot selections. <laughs> you was it game game six? He they're they're down by two, I believe. Uh, about like a minute or something left. He comes chuck down, the, yeah, chuck yeah, three. and he, chuck he, three. He, he just chucks a through a pull up three. Then then and then uh, the next two possessions, uh, possession you know after the next one, he comes down and shoots a sidestep fadeaway mm-hmm. jump shot with like nineteen seconds left on the on the shot clock. Like bro, what what is going on? So you know. They have a lot of growing up to do. I can tell you this though, 
Anthony Edwards is on. He's here. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. And I can tell you for sure, he ain't gonna take that stupidity much longer. Can we just talk about? He, he's a guy who wants to win at, at all costs. You can see it. Um, he has it in him. That super, I I gotta give Perk his flowers because Kendrick Perkins did say he reminds me he got some Jordan-esque in him, and people like kind of like went crazy because obviously it's Jordan. Mm-hmm. But you look at Anthony Edwards. Not that not that he looked like MJ when he was younger, but <laughs> <laughs> but like you kind of see it. It's 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 kind of there, you know. If he fine tunes it and and you know takes that trajectory, but kudos to Memphis for not being the, the dumbest team, you know, because they also made some dumb decisions um, in in that series. But Memphis Memphis won honestly at the fault of the, the, the stupidity. The yeah. stupidity. That's so, that. Not to take credit from Memphis, but let's mm. keep it real. Right. So let me ask you guys a question. What's up with D'Lo? Um, I, he, he, he got a goal. He got a goal. He yeah, got a goal. It's not a good fit for him, bro. Okay. The, the fact that Anthony Edwards is emerging. Yeah. It's literally took. If you so, if you look at remember the that playing game against the Clippers when mm-hmm. him and Edwards like literally saved the Timberwolves. Now yeah. it's like. Is it a good fit with D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Edwards? Mm-hmm. I would say watch out between Dallas and Minnesota. You could see a scenario when there's a signing a trade between Jalen Brunson and mm-hmm. D'Angelo Russell. Russell. You put Jalen Brunson on that Timberwolves team mm. with Edwards. I'm mm. telling you right now, <laughs> Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. Okay. Yeah, listen, that, that, man. Now, 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 you now you're cooking with something. Yeah, now you're cooking with something. Now you're cooking with something. So, but you know. And Armani, I, and what are I your think, thoughts? Oh no, go ahead, Eric. I'm sorry. We're, 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 and I, also, I think the Seabulls they need a point guard because yeah, he's sorry, he's sorry in that series. It's like. If they have a legit point guard, they don't make those dumb decisions mm-hmm. in in, the, in those games. They Not for nothing. Honestly, you put Chris Paul as a point guard; they're going to the conference. Oh, yeah, finals. they're going to the conference finals. Seriously, like mm-hmm. look at that team. Look at that makeup with the wings that they have. Um, you know, he, I'm sure he could get cat in line. And this, listen, Jimmy Butler was right. So I'm gonna say Jimmy Butler was right <laughs> when it came to Minnesota and Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> you know, and Draymond Green also said it. Like, dude, like. You, you don't talk this way. Mm-hmm. You're not like this. All of, you know, when Russ out the air ball, you doing all this, looking up and like, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you telling people, well, we're in Minnesota now. They ain't talking all that, bro. Bro. <laughs> you shooting at three, eight minutes left in the game. You going this, up 15. And you out of the backboard. You, no, no, no. The, 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 the shush. Oh, after oh, the shush, yeah. John Moran oh, goes yeah, on the yeah, yeah. run right, by yeah. himself. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that like, was in game five. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like, dude, like, what do you stop? Just stop. Yeah. It's not yeah. you. Like mm-hmm. the whole, you know, when he was oh screaming when he was, you know, dominating AD that one game and all, like, bro, that, that's not you. Mm-hmm. Like, cut it out. Cut it out. You know what I'm saying? But listen, that that is at the detriment of of, of Minnesota. That's why Memphis won. It's young and dumb. Yeah, young and dumb. Um, now yeah. we move on to the semifinals, round two. The NBA playoffs. And since we was in the West, we're going to stick in the West. Um, so you had the Phoenix Suns who advanced, as we discussed. And Dallas Mavericks 
have also advanced, as we discussed. And I personally picked the Mavericks to win in seven. And boy, oh boy, am I wrong. Um, I have to admit, again, there was some bias in this conversation, <laughs> in this pick that I had. A, for me, uh, there's a, I'm going to just say this real quick. It's 100% bias for me, man. Um, you know, I... Scott Foster, first, where you at? I, I thought Luca would be a... Well, Luca has been a matchup Game. nightmare for them. He's Game getting whatever he's want. It's the yeah, rest he, of them. He's gonna Somebody average. Else. He's gonna average damn near forty in this series because he's gonna get whatever he wants. No one on Phoenix can guard that man. But what Monty Williams and the Phoenix Suns are, are doing are saying, Luca, get whatever you want. We don't care because mm-hmm. we know we can shut the other guys down because the other guys can't get their own shot. The other guys don't really do anything mm-hmm. except for one guy, and that's Jalen Brunson. But Jalen Brunson is undersized. So mm-hmm. what they do is they always switch. If you see, it's either Mikael Bridges, mm-hmm. Jay Crowder, or 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 they never it's put Chris Paul on wings. It's those yep. wings. They, Cam Johnson, you know what I'm saying? They put the wings on him, Tory Craig. Um, and you know, it, it gets bothersome. And you 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 see that Luca is getting whatever he wants, but he can't get any support from the rest of the guys because they're getting clamped. Um, the Mavericks will have to make some adjustments very soon. Um, and I believe in Jason Kidd. I think they'll get one at, at, at the very least in Dallas. Um, I think they win tomorrow. Um, but we'll see. Um, my prediction, now that I'm off the Dallas bandwagon, will be Suns and five. Yeah, I think the mm-hmm. Suns finish it pretty quickly. But it was no surprise that it was going to come down to this for the Dallas Mavericks because they rely heavily on ISO ball. You know, that was my big concern in the, the Jazz series. Like, all right, you got Luka coming back from this injury. You asked him to do so much. Like, you know, we don't want to have him risk another, like, uh, uh, injury. Like, what we seen with Kevin Durant in the mm-hmm. finals a couple years ago. But in this situation, like, I was watching the game last last night. Luka's just doing everything. Step back three against Bismack, Biombo, And it's just like, they're just, like, literally waiting for Luka. Did Luka's- you see that ISO play? Where he crosses up Cam Johnson, yeah, hit him with a mm-hmm. hit, hit yeah. him with a one two, what, and, then hit the half spin, a shimmy, yeah, shimmy, well, half spin shimmy, and then like and a, a fake, and yeah. get the and one. I was like, yo, footwork is just, yeah, is impeccable, but he can't get nothing from anyone else. And right, and just also on the on the de- defensive end too, like, um, yeah. there was a play that I seen on Bleach Report where Devin Booker was just like, just you know, hitting the ones and twos on on uh on Luke, and he just walked right past him, and I put in the comment section like, yo. Hmm. Luca got terrible defense if he want to defend him. Well, Luca's not known as a defender. What? But still, so what? Like, right. why? Why mm-hmm. is Luca? Why is Luca hands down? You know what I mean? But um, just Phoenix. They. So I noticed something that Phoenix always does, right? And and it's like it's kind of crazy because I don't really see it from any other team. But Phoenix builds a wall, like you know what I mean? Especially for like ISO plays. They did against us last year as well too. But no matter what side the ball well, is remember on, they, they did that last year with AD right, was out. Right. Because they also, knew LeBron, like, right. shut everyone else down. And then LeBron's going to try to get to the rim. And then, you know, he's going to be so, facing four hands. You know? so, so to your point, exactly what you were saying, they will let everybody, they'll let Luka get whatever he wants. But everybody else is kind of like, all right, 
all right, you make it, you make it, you miss, you miss. But Luke is going to have to beat us. Like, right. Dorian Finney-Smith is going to have mm-hmm. to beat us. Right. The White Powell is going to have to beat us. Right. You know, Max Kleber is going to have to beat us. Exactly. Luca's yeah. not going to score every single time off of uh, off of straight isos. So if you right. look at it, you got four people just in the paint, just looking at the ball, just looking yep. at Luca. And once Luca make that play, he make it, he make it, he miss, down the other way. You yep. know? Because they also can't mm-hmm. defend. So Right. You know, what they can defend because you know let's give credit to Jason Kidd, but at the same time, man, like with it's, it's a matchup problem for them. That's why it's hard for them to defend. Yeah, and I just think that like you said, they're just undersized, you know, when you have Dwight Powell and there it goes, that whole six nine power forward being a center type thing going up against a seven foot center as DeAndre Ayton, you know, who's more than just a you know, dunk the ball guy. He's facing up, hitting jump shots and stuff like that. Then on top of that, you got JaVel McGee coming off the bench, you know? Yeah. So how can you compete yeah. with that? I think yep. that's their only big. And then you got Bertons. They they inserted him in the lineup. But man, he can Bertons, only do so much. He's a, he's he a can only do so much. Reject, man. You know what I mean? So that's it right there. But, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I hate to say it, but Sun's cleaning this up. But Scott Foster, where you at, bro? <laughs> So my thoughts on this series, um, the Suns are dominating this series. Like, like the size, the length, they just they just letting they just killing everyone and let Luca like like score all the points and and force him to be a playmaker at the same time. You can't do that in a playoff series. Mm-hmm. Um, also last night's game, if you remember, it was it was a close game, like mid fourth quarter. And then the Suns went on that big run to they end the game. They blew out the game. Yeah. They, yeah. So, um, it's still got Chris Paul. He came up big fourth quarter again. Um, Devin Booker had another big game last night. Um, I mean, like. Aiden only had nine points, man. Yeah. Think about that. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah, it's it, it's pretty much. So, pretty much I, for Dallas. I still like the, I still like the Suns getting a split in Dallas. And come on, take and win it in five, and back in the yeah. conference finals again. Hmm. And <sighs> the worst is, nightmare. I know, I, know, I know it's painful for y'all. I know it's painful. The worst, the worst nightmare is Suns and Warriors Suns in the Warriors. Western Conference Finals. We're gonna get that, which probably might we're gonna happen. Get that. We're gonna so get as that. As we segue into that next series, we have the Golden State Warriors, the number three seed. Oh, let, all due respect, let me reverse that. You have the Memphis Grizzlies, who are the number two seed, versus. The number three seed Golden State Warriors. Um, series very, is tied one very one. Interesting series here. Mm-hmm. It's very physical. Um, mm-hmm. Memphis is not scared of Golden State. Um, I think the key for Golden State to win this series is Jonathan Kaminga. Um, yeah, he's he was a, minutes. He was he's a spur in that in that Nugget series. If you watched, yeah. if you watch Jonathan Kaminga, he rem- he's he does what Memphis is trying to do, right? Get out and run to mm-hmm. young guys who are, who are who Does are he remind scrappy. you a little bit of Iggy? That's what I was about to say. Mm. He is the the yep. younger athletic version of, of what Iggy is now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they, they play the know, same way, which is crazy. Right. They need to mm-hmm. insert him a little bit more. Um, Golden State, also, I do, no I do feel like – Yeah, I do feel like they're in trouble. Um, oof. but I'm still going to take Golden State to win this series in six games 
because of the experience. I understand mm. the the matchup and how John Morant. It's easier for him to get to the bucket because it's it's not there's no bigs you know in the paint. Can't mm-hmm. play Kevon Looney. He's too slow footed. Um, it's very physical, you know, in this series, which is I think is what Memphis wants because what happens is that Draymond Green gets into altercations and he's short tempered <laughs> and stuff like that and. You know, so like it it, it it plays to their advantage. So, you know, Dylan Brooks will be suspended for game three for the, the, the wind up and hit over the head onto uh, Gary uh, Payton uh, Jr. Uh, Thoughts on that real quick? What'd you guys think? Um, right call, bad call? I was it a fragment too? Yes. But does he deserve to be suspended? Does he de- does he deserve to be suspended? No, no. But I see why see he got why suspended. The, the letter of the law says, "Okay, you got to suspend him because yeah. of that." Because because of the severity of the injury, I think that, if yeah. Gary Payton didn't get injured at all, yeah, like yeah. if he just took the the hit and got up, shot the free throws, everything was fine. Mm-hmm. I don't think he gets suspended. He just gets a hefty fine and move on. Mm-hmm. But because of the injury, and you know, Golden State was clearly repressing that, like. Clearly, like Steve Kerr at the oh, yeah, press was, conference was he pressing was, him. Oh, yeah, he was so, please, man. like he—he's—he he, he has to read the room, he, and he's very tone deaf. For you to be like, "Oh, he broke the code and things of that nature," and, and like, dude, you have a player who does that all the time on your <laughs> roster. <Right. laughs> needless to say, needless to say, um, I got Golden State winning this series in six games. Um, as much as I would hate to see Phoenix and and, and Golden State in the Western Conference Finals. It is what it is. I think that's what's going to happen. I hope Minnesota, I mean, Memphis, you know, proves me wrong. But I just think overall, you know, listen, game one, right, Ja missed it by a layup, right? He missed the layup. Game two, they just flat out took the Warriors out the game in in, in the fourth quarter. It's something about Memphis, man, that, 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 that they may have a chance to win this series. Um, but I'm going to stick with my experience take and going to go with Golden State in six. So, okay. So here's the thing with Memphis. Memphis has the edge over Golden State because of the bigs. When is yeah. Steven Adams coming back? So right? Steven Adams was was seen today at practice. Okay. So, so maybe by Saturday he's right. back and they insert him back in the lineup. It's just going to be really difficult to play yeah. him yeah. when they go small. Right. Because right. when the minute they put the lineup of Draymond, uh, Wiggins, Poole, Clay, and Steph, Adams is getting you killed. Play him. So, you cannot play him and put that lineup. So, all right. So, I was going to kind of like format this like issues and stuff like that, but whatever. I'll just lay it on the table. Um, the bigs for Memphis has been really helpful. Um, Brandon, Brandon Clark, Clark Brandon Clark has been a beast. Uh, Zion Jerry Williams. Jackson Jr. is finally, finally foul playing. Oh, trouble! trouble. Right, he's, foul he gets into trouble. trouble so much, man. Foul trouble, bro. Did you know? So, listen, you can, you can, you can get so all right, there's six fouls in the game, right? There's seven to so the most fouls you can get, right? <laughs> right, six, 12, 18, 24, 36. 42, right? If I'm not mistaken, right? Did I count that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's had 30, I believe, nine fouls in in in, in the first round alone. Bro, like think about what are that. you doing? You know 39 what fouls? Yes. Wow. 
So I guess that I, I could be wrong. Don't quote me. I, you right. know, but it's mm. it's around that number um, of, the, of the many fouls he had in the first. He has as many fouls as you could possibly have, like near the threshold of getting nearly fouled out in every single game. I would say that. So the bigs has been really helpful. Jaron Jackson got to stay out of foul trouble. De'Anthony Melton came up with some huge defensive plays in game two. Two blocks. I thought that was pretty clutch for the Memphis mm-hmm. Grizzlies. And the, I'll say the number one thing that concerns me, um, if I don't, I've, so I don't see Memphis winning the series because I don't see the Warriors collapsing. I don't see them doing that. Also, I will say this, John Morant, the jump, because they're, they're sagging off of him. They're, they're like, all right, whatever, bro. You're going to have to come to the paint. But they're leaving him to shoot the jump shot. If they want to win, he got to knock that down, straight up. Yeah, and yeah. and and uh, I just want to my mistake because I certainly can't do math. I didn't say I meant to say forty two, not forty nine. But yeah, it, it it's if in a seven game series, the most that's even worse. The most, yeah, exactly. The most fouls you can get to foul out for every game, forty two. He had thirty seven. Think about that. At thirty seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, but I, I would love for it to go to Game Seven. I will. I'll say probably Warriors in Seven with a with a Grizzlies collapse. So with this series going on, it's gotten real physical. Um, you starting to see a little chippiness between those two teams. Um, especially if, of course, that we had Draymond in in the in the playoff series, you know, to get a little bit physical, a little bit chippy. So you're gonna get that. Um. Put him and Steven been, Adams on the court together. Oh man! Yeah, it's gonna be a Russian. It's gonna be like um WrestleMania. So, <laughs> um, so John Morant is having a big series. He's averaging near forty. Yeah, averaging like near forty points a series. Mm-hmm. Had a big forty-seven point game last night, game two. Um. Also, remember, Warriors won the the Grizzlies won last won the game last night by five points. Mm-hmm. So I know where you're going. I know where you're going. Ja has to put on generational performances for them to win. And, and also, go Clay ahead. and Steph went six for, 16 for 41 from the field. If they make not, at least, yeah. which, which, if they if they make two threes a piece, they win the game. They, they, win game game right. it's the two, they have two old. It should be two nothing Warriors. That's how right. close the series is. It, yeah. it could be two nothing Grizzlies, two nothing Warriors, but it's one one. Um, I believe game three is going to be the most important game in the series. Bro, the chase center is gonna be man. Yeah, and I think more of your fans is nasty, bro. Yeah, and also I think the way the way that um, the way that how the series is playing out, game three of this series is gonna be the most important game in the series. I just think that the momentum and the way the the the, the games will be officiated throughout this whole series, the winner of this game is gonna have. I think it's gonna have clear advantage of how this series is gonna be won. Um, I just like the Warriors more because of the. I, I I just like the Warriors a little bit more because of the experience. But it wouldn't shock me if the if the Grizzlies take these next two games in 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 um out in in San Francisco. Mm. Because My thing is- also and also the uh, the John Moran factor is 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 there. I mean, he can go off for forty or fifty points in a game and yeah, steal but, a game in a series. Here's, but, but also, here, you still got Steph Curry and Klay Thompson who can bust out of slumps easily. 
So what, what I'm what I I don't I don't necessarily think that the, the, the most important game is game three because both games have been so close. Um, I still think it'll it'll go down the stretch down you know to to the to whenever the conclusion of the series is going to be. Um, again, Steph and Clay are not going to struggle from the field like that. At least to my I don't think, especially at home. Um, I don't. I, I don't think we'll, we'll see that. Um, but I, I do think if if Golden State wins Game Three, Memphis could come back and win Game Four. Like I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't necessarily think you know the winner of Game Three will take control um, because you know again, there's something about Memphis that keeps fighting, and you know they're young, and you know they they. Those guys get 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 up and down the court, um, and it's gonna be on Steph, Clay, and Jordan Poole to really pull this out for them to win, um, offensively, in order for them to be successful. Because if the game is close, you're playing a dangerous game with Memphis because John Morant, as you said, Eric has a, he's a factor, but he's a clutch factor. Like he is he is very clutch, as you can tell. Yeah. So. I, I would pump the brakes on the game three prediction. I I just think I just think the series is too close to be like after game three, this 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 said team is gonna have total control of the series. Also and also I think the free throw line is gonna be a huge factor in this series because the Grizzlies have been known for missing a lot of free throws late in games. Mm-hmm. So it that could be a it's gonna be it's gonna be a real factor going forward in this series, I think. Yeah, I'm just mad. Game three is already on oh, until Saturday. That makes no sense. But anyway. the both series and the Celtics in the Bucks series is Saturday also. Yeah, I know. It makes it makes no sense. Anyway, speaking of Bucks, we're gonna move on to the East now. Um, Miami Heat versus the Philadelphia 76ers. Man, I, you know, Joel B has been ruled out for Game three tomorrow. I know, you know. Philly is going to be on fire, but there is no chance. Yeah, yeah. There is. Here's the thing, right? Like, it was reported that, like, uh, Joel Embiid's even having trouble, like, looking at his phone. You know, at the light of his phone. Mm -hmm. So, you mean to tell me he's going to walk into an arena that's billions (laughs) of lights shining on him? He's going to be just fine? No. I think he's done for the for I think he's actually done for the series, done for the year, unless they somehow win this series and end the conference finals. But I don't see but I don't Ben Simmons. Wow. I don't see Joel Embiid coming back at all in this series. James Harden is not James Harden the way we, that we've known in Houston. We have to understand that and realize, come to terms with this is a new James Harden, and he is not a max guy. He is not the second best guy on the team. You're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. Yeah, you're not that guy. Um, <laughs> I, I just think it's 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 uh, it's a Tyrese Max is the second best player on this team now, um, and that's saying a lot. Um, they don't have the 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 defensive prowess to keep up with, um, you know, Miami. I personally believe if Joel Embiid was actually healthy and playing, they would have split um, the two games in Miami. But unfortunately, again, I'm just going with the premise of Joel Embiid not being there. They have no shot. Um, it is clear. Um, they get whatever they want. If you look at games one and two, game one, you know what I'm saying? Philly comes out and they go up, they go up by halftime, they're up a good 10 point lead. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, 
But when I look at the box score, I'm like, there's one person that's still struggling, and that's James Harden. And I'm like, they they can't, they won't be able to get past him without without him playing at a at an elite level that we've known him to be in Houston, even to even Brooklyn to a certain degree when he first got there. Mm-hmm. Um, but he hasn't been the same since. Um, and they won't prevail with without him being that guy, and they need to want to be desperately. I predict they they lose tomorrow night, and that'll be it. And uh, they'll go on and uh, a part of me wants to say sweet, but also a part of me is like they can get one. I'm always gonna get a, a team benefit of the doubt. They're gonna get one, and I say the Heat in five. Eric, go ahead. This is this is my point. <laughs> go ahead. This is my point. So get him out of here. I agree with Ernest. This is a this is a five game series, quick and painless. Um, with James Harden as your leading guy, it, they they have no shot at winning this series. I'm sorry. Um, Tyrese Max, Tyrese Max, he can do all he, he can do all, all he can. Here's, here's, a Harris. here's a crazy stat. Bam Adebayo, and this is a small sample, but Bam Adebayo is shooting ninety percent from the field. Yeah, I saw when that he's guarded like, by DeAndre Jordan. And why is he playing Doc this? Rivers, That's why Doc Rivers proceeded proceeded to say, "I don't care what people think. I don't care how upset you are. We are playing DeAndre Jordan in this series. And this is you why cannot play DeAndre. Bum! Oh my God! You guys." So wait, wait. We experienced DeAndre Jordan firsthand for the first twenty games. We played DeAndre Jordan for the first twenty games of the year. Did you guys see? It was a disaster. Did you guys see that picture on Twitter? It's like some random guy. He's at the Heat game and like he's in front of the yeah, cooking up nothing. <laughs> two, two games straight. No. He was just with a different jersey. <laughs> yo, it's it's man. Listen, yo, DeAndre Jordan, yo, Sean, that's your mids, yo, yo, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> well, um, but DeAndre Jordan has no business playing in the series. Like, what? Just play Reed and just live yeah. with it, man. Yeah, yeah like, just play, just play him in the series. Um, yeah, like because. So. Oh my gosh, he is so bad. Like he yeah, is terrible. And, and, this, and this is why this is why he got the comparison of Doc Rivers and Tom Thibodeau. They can get out of their own ways. Mm-hmm. So yeah. But yeah, so yeah, that series is done. Now move on to the most intriguing series aside from it's crazy how the three three two matchups, like the, the, the two and seven matchups in the east and west were like the most intriguing. Right, because you have Minnesota and Memphis and Brooklyn and and and, and Boston, and now it, it kind of repeats itself with the with with the series of the, the three and two matchups: so the Warriors and Memphis, and the Celtics and the Bucks. Now it gets really interesting with this series. Series is tied one one. They play Saturday, Game Three in Milwaukee. Still no Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton has been ruled out so far, I believe. Someone Marcus Smart. Series. The Marcus Smart is trying to. He's trying to. Trying to get to game three. Um, he may be a go most of the time when you hear that they're trying, it's playoff time. It's like you gotta you gotta do yeah. what you gotta do. Um mm-hmm. man, this is tough for me because uh, uh, on one hand, on one hand, I look at the Celtics and I look at that game two, and I say, Man, they played phenomenal basketball defensively. Giannis didn't know what to do. Um, he was struggling. He's in jail. He, 
he came out. He came out the first half. He was one for ten from the first half, bro. One for ten. I'm looking at the offense, and I'm like, bro, y'all can't get anything in the paint. Y'all can't make jumpers. Y'all can't do like it. It looked really bad. It looked like they needed a Chris Middleton got a great long offense to kind of get it going. But I look at the shot chart, and I'm going to pull this up, and I say, huh, this looks weird, and um. It just, I don't know if this will be repeated again because this is a guy who's not really known to uh, kind of have these games. So if you look at the Celtics stat line, Jason Tatum had 29 points, eight, re- eight assists, three rebounds. That's typical. Mm-hmm. Went on the line, and I see, oh, Jalen Brown, 30 points. He played Five out rebounds, of his mind in game six two. Six assists. Mm-hmm. That's the key. I and don't really also his own, that again. His hamstring injury started to catch up with him. Yeah. Like, you know, yep. it was lingering. Mm-hmm. Then I see Grant Williams with 21 points. Mm-hmm. I can pretty much guarantee we're not going to see the same performance from Jalen Brown and Grant Williams the rest of this series. Nah. No. Which brings me to my conclusion of how this series is going to go. I still have the Bucks winning, as I predicted. Um, I have the Bucks winning this series in seven games. Giannis will find a way to get it done. Giannis, I, I I don't think he'll have he'll struggle. I don't think Drew, Drew Holiday will struggle like he did in Game Three. Um, Giannis had twenty again. It's two games back to back. Game one and Game two. Giannis struggled from the field, and you know what I'm saying. And he had twenty eight nine and seven in Game two. Right, Bobby Porter's put in with 13 points. Drew Holiday, 19 points. Here's here's where the issue lies for me, where they need to get him more involved, and that's Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez only had two points. You're not going to win if Brooke Lopez mm-hmm. has, has two points. So, um, man, I, Boston is good, but I think Boston will evidently lose this series in six games. Oh, excuse me, seven games to the Milwaukee Bucks. I, I just think what, Milwaukee won't repeat the same mistakes as they did in game two. Um, they'll look at that film, and I think they'll get better and bounce back. Um, I have screw Boston. I got Milwaukee and um, straight up. I got I got Milwaukee and um, in six. I think Giannis smells blood. You know, when he gets that upper hand, we all seen Giannis on go mode, and it's different. It's like a like a different energy, and also you got that championship pedigree. And to Ernest's point, what he said earlier, you know, like. Even though the role plays for the Milwaukee Bucks was struggling, Grace Allen has been struggling. They that they got that championship pedigree, you know what I mean? And they're going back to Milwaukee. You know they fans gonna be going crazy. Um, yeah. so I just think they just they finish it in six. And and they did if you I, think about it, they they did what they were supposed to do, they got the split and right yeah, the and split. and the way like just watching that game, Celtics is in the Bucks, the Celtics could not miss. Like every, I'm like, right. man, Grant Williams hit this. Jalen Brown hit that. He's unconscious from the three. Al Horford looking like the All Star, right? You know, back Al, in Atlanta. Right? Yeah. yeah, I'm like, who <laughs> is this guy? You know what I mean? And then Giannis is struggling, you know. And then they they try to make a little comeback, like a little run because Boston they started to get a little stagnant. So we don't know about Marcus. Well, you guys just um just told the whole Marcus Smart story, and then also Jalen Brown. Like, what's up with his hamstring? You know, because Mays was playing out of his mind, but then it was like, all right, come back to earth, you know? So 
I think Bucks finish it in six. Bucks in six, like they say. So I I see this series going going to and I like the Bucks win it in Boston in game seven. So I know that's gonna be a tall task, but mm-hmm. I think the team, I think the the only team that can like really pull that feet off is the Bucks because you just got that factor of Giannis. And I know that you're saying that um, Chris Milton is going to be out for the series. But don't you think that if it goes to the full seven games, if there's a game seven, there's like a remote possibility he comes back? I don't, no, I don't, I don't think he comes back. Um, they, ruled, they ruled him out for like three, four weeks. Oh, so that's true. He, I, don't, well, I don't think – And he got and he in, has in, a, in he, game he, he, two, he right, against the – yeah, and he didn't even get his first evaluation. That's right. So. Right, he, he didn't get his first evaluation yet. So right, you got to so. see, you know, the, the evaluation after the after the time off, and then then they'll give a timeline yeah. on. He'll be back. Yeah, I don't. So I don't yeah. think. I, so. I think yeah, so. I was thinking because I was just thinking like if there's an inkling in that, you know, but I could see what that he had to put that threshold if it gets to a game seven, which is on that the Sunday the fifteenth. So, yeah, I just think. The, these teams will go back and forth defensively, and it's going to be uh, one of those rock'em, sock'em-out series that each, exactly. each team to take one, take one, take one, take one, and you know, alternate wins. Um, I think the, the 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 key factor will be the others. Talking about with the Celtics, you got Peyton Pritchard, you got Marcus Smart. If he gets back healthy in, in this series, um. Grant Williams, Al Horford, and the rest of the crew versus the the Drew Holidays, um, the Bobby Portises, and the um, Grayson Allens, and the Pat Connaughtons, and over the Lopez. Brooke Lopez, like who, who, what others is going to step up big and take control of the series? Um, you saw in Game One, Giannis dominated, had a triple double in, in that in that game, but also Drew Holiday stepped up big. In place of Crystalton. Game two, Celtics did the opposite. Jalen Brown, Grant Williams, that big. So now it's going to be depending on which 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 other others are going to step up in this series. And I just like the the Bucks more. Plus, they they have the championship medal from last year, so they know how it is to win these type of games mm-hmm. on road. These in the tough physical environment. They went in Phoenix last year in game five for the finals. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget that. So they they know what it takes to win these type of games close a row in the highly contested playoff environment. So I like the Bucks to win in seven and to get back to the, to the conference finals. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, to I we gotta wrap up soon. Um, to conclude, you know, our playoff prediction for the second round, we have, I think we all agree, we have the Suns versus the Warriors and the Heat versus the Bucks. Um, and, you know, hopefully we get to see those matchups and it'll be very intriguing. Um, and we'll we'll discuss, you know, after the second round what the conference finals are going to look like because, boy, um, that's going to be a storyline. Um, but before we end it, you know, we got to get into the NBA news. Obviously, as we know, the Lakers always in the news. Jeez, I, I tried not to talk about them, but 
man, it just it just it just pops up. But over the course of this week, we've heard so many things about the coaching carousel. You know, Darvin Ham, the Lakers had asked Milwaukee Bucks for permission to interview, which they have gotten granted. Um, Adrian Griffin, assistant coach for the Toronto Raptors, which I, I you know again another good look. Um, you've heard the Lakers are are serious about uh, going after Quinn Snyder as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and here's a here's an interesting. Well, go ahead. And you you now we hear we throw the in Zen Master, the Zen Master as the as the person who is going to be an advisor, I believe. Mm-hmm. You know, he because he has the mm-hmm. ear of Genie Bus. Um, I believe him and Kurt Rambis and Rob Polinka are going to be the three persons that uh, select the new head coach for the Lakers. We'll see what happens. Um, Personally, for me, I think Darvin Ham is the choice. Um, you know, a guy who's been around in the league for over a decade as an assistant coach has played uh, in the league, you know, with a veteran team. The late, he, he, the key part about this whole thing is that the Lakers have always said, well, but not always, but Rob Palenka has said in the offseason during his exit interview that, the Lakers, they need a they need a voice. They're looking for a voice. So we can't get caught up in X and O's, X's and O's, and you know, uh, certain intangibles that the tendencies that the coaches have. They want a leader. They want a guy that could come in. They understand it's probably going to be a veteran roster again next year, but not too old. <laughs> uh, I hope not. Um, Russ may be still on the roster, um, and you got you got to have a coach that's going to be able to galvanize. And get the ear of these players and veteran guys, that, and the veteran guys have to respect them. Mm-hmm. So, I like the Darvinham choice. You know, he fits in the mold of like you know the new up and coming like coaches and assistants like Willie Green, Monty Williams. Um, you know, uh, 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 um, uh, JB Bickerstaff. Um, you know, you you got those 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 coaches who who are able to. Who, who want to or get respected by the players because they also played the game, but they also understand it. You know, you can even throw Rondo in there. I, I think Rondo would be considered as a good assistant or a head coach, not a head coach yet, but a good assistant coach in the league. Um, listen, to get all up, upset about Phil Jackson being involved is nothing new. Phil Jackson's always been involved. Um, people forget Phil Jackson was after the trade deadline, Phil Jackson was at the games. Mm-hmm. That wasn't mm-hmm. just a coincidence that he just, oh, let me just go to Laker games. I've been retired all this time. No, he's been called in to have these conversations. Yes, people may get upset because, you know, the history between, you know, him and LeBron and him calling LeBron's, you know, friends a posse and that <laughs> that had a, a slight racial undertone under it. But, like, I'm, and I'm not trying to defend Phil Jackson, but, you know, Phil Jackson ha- does have a soft spot for, in the Lakers lore. Mm-hmm. Right, like mm-hmm. he is the guy who took Kobe and Shaq, came back again. Him and Kobe, you know, after a falling out they had, and you know, repaired that relationship to win two more championships and you know, and three finals appearances. Um, he's synonymous with Laker Nation, Laker faithful. So, mm-hmm. um, listen, we understand it, we get it. You know, we 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 get the 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 sabotage he's done in New York, um, and 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 the coaching selections that he's had. You know, and and it's crazy because think about this. He's a he's after a war Mike, criminal. After Mike Woodson, war criminal. 
after Mike Woodson took the Knicks to the playoffs, to the second round, after it might have been over 10 years, over 10 years, he took them to the first round and over, he took them out, excuse me, took them to the second round Mm -hmm. for the first time in over 10 years. And the following season, Phil Jackson fired him. Then he proceeded to hire Derek Derek Fisher. Fisher. Did he win coach, coach of the year that year? Mike Woodson? Woodson? Yes. Uh, no, I don't no, think so. I think it's somebody else. That that was that was um that was um oh my gosh. Think of somebody was, else. Was uh, Dwayne Casey? Yes. He won yes. Coach of the Year with the Raptors, and they fired him. And yes. he, yeah. Yeah. Which is yeah, Masai Jerry. Yeah. Crazy. Masai yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Uh, yeah. Mr. Lakers or, or their dream. We don't worry. Notes are taken. Don't worry about it, brother. We got you. But anywho, um, after Mike Woodson, he fires Mike Woodson. He hires Derek Fisher. That was a disaster. Also, then he puts Kurt, Kurt Remnitz as the coach. That was also, a disaster. Then he puts Jeff Hornacek as the coach. That was a disaster. So, and we get it. We get his draft picks. Yes, we're not. Listen, the list is too long. We, uh, we're not going to get into that. We understand Nick fans. We don't need to get into that. But Tingus Pingus. As, as a yes, as 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 a, yeah, he took Donovan. He passed up on Donovan Mitchell. And all. Anyway, um. Listen, Phil Jackson is going to be there. He's going to be around. I'm, you know, it's reports that LeBron and Clutch have no idea what's going on, which is not a good sign um, about, like, you know, coaching and you want to involve him. But, again, that's also reports. We'll see. But who do you guys think should be the Lakers' next head coach? Uh, Man, it's it's, it's a lot of different candidates, man. It's – it's all. It's honestly. It's all over Please the place. Please, no doctor. And, and and no, no, hell no. And when I yeah. seen um, when I seen uh, you know that the Zen master was involved, I'm like, okay, I like this because, like you said, like he's he's loved by Laker Nation. You know what I mean? Like like Jeannie was like, yo, we need your help. Like, you love this team. We love you. Like you know, help us out. But too many hands in a cookie jar. You know, you guys also a report about Phil Jackson who takes liking to Russell Westbrook because Mm -hmm. he reminds him of Mm -hmm. right. We all know Kobe Bryant, you know, Kobe did stamp him as well. So there is this possibility of Russell Westbrook is on the roster next year. And also, Um, um, there's another, there's another Phil who, you know, who would, Who's taking some interest and want to be a head coach? And our guy, Phil Handy, Phil Handy, you know, and and to Ernest's point, somebody who has a voice in the locker room. And I'm I'm like, you know, like you I can think clearly you, see you can, that you can, during the right. during the time with Vogel and the yeah. you know the apparel that was going on, like you could clearly see there were times where it was Phil Handy that was like getting in the face of LeBron or AD mm-hmm. about you know whatever you know. But there's also a report that came out too, and I hate to say those reports because it's like. Ugh, but like, you know, that Russ kind of didn't listen to Phil Handy. Like, it's just, it's just a whole microcosm, just like crap that's going on. And I think all, all of us as Laker Nation should just relax, let the team do what they gotta do, yeah. and then, then criticize after the moves are made. But to pre-criticize, based it's, on it, reporting, it's, go- it's gonna happen regardless, it's man. Right? It's, it's all it's speculation. Go- it's gonna happen regardless, you know. And it's it's. It, it kind of sucks being a sports fan and being a, a diehard Lake fan because, like, you just know everything you type, everything you tweet, everything you post. Like, it it can only do so much, right? Uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And what you spoke to about the whole Steve Nash situation in Brooklyn, 
about getting Ben Simmons to come back. Like they felt that pressure from social media. Like, yo, we got to have Ben Simmons back for game three, for game four. Because, you know. Yeah, like think about that, man. Like the dude didn't play all year. Right. He had a back issue. Mm -hmm. And the the biggest caveat to me and the biggest issue I have was you guys are are not a defensive team. You you have defensive deficiencies. And you're going to ask the guy who's probably your best defender on the roster, who Mm -hmm. has not played, to come back and guard Jason Tatum, Tatum and, and Jalen Brown. Brown because you yeah. guys cannot do it. Right. You need him to do that. that that's un- Come on, that's not fair. It's not yeah. Fair. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's not fair. But I just think, you know, it, it, it's the part that sucks, but also, like, you know, we just got to see what they do. Whether we like it or not, we're going to criticize regardless. That's sports, man. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. lastly, um, before we exit, you know, there has been talks about LeBron and AD supposedly, you know, the Lakers. We still talking about this, man? Listen, the Lakers are not trading LeBron James and Anthony Davis. It is not smart for them to trade uh, those two guys. They will not get better if they trade those two guys. So for everyone out there that thinks, yo, the Lakers should do this because they, they're they they're, they're strapped, they don't have any cash space, they don't have any picks to give up. The Lakers have two first-round picks they can give up this year, this offseason, okay? If Russell Westbrook opts in, there's a $47 million expiring contract, and we all know not every team in the league is here to win. There are teams who are here to save money, to save cap space, whatever the case may or, or, or what may happen. So this notion that the Lakers are completely strapped and they can't do anything, it's complete and total BS. It is for clickbait. Um, it is for to get you know reactions out of fans and engagement. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to that. It is not mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Like I said before, just wait till you see what happens because I guarantee you, things will happen. Whether you like it or not, Things will happen, and we're going to see. But the notion that the Lakers can't do anything this offseason and they're stuck with Westbrook or they're stuck with this and 80 doesn't have trade value, and that is all BS. I can guarantee you there is 29 other teams that would take one of the three players, if not all three players, on, on this Lakers squad. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's, let's stop with all this stuff, and let's just let the team do what it does, man, and, and, and then go from there. And just go from there. But other than that, we're excited to, to continue the, the NBA second round um, tomorrow. Again, game three between Phoenix and Dallas and um, Philadelphia and Miami. And then on Saturday, game three between Golden State and Memphis and um, Brooklyn and Milwaukee. I mean, Brooklyn. Oh, jeez. Uh, Boston and Milwaukee um, game they, three on they, Saturdays. So. They in Cancun, bro. Yeah, I, right next to the Villa, next to LeBron and AD. Um, but yeah, <laughs> until next time, guys, you know, thank you for listening. Um, again, I can't thank you enough for the support, but continue to like, subscribe, um, you know, to our, to our channel and our podcast on Spotify and uh, Apple and Google Play and all, all StreamYard everywhere. So um, again, thank you for the support, guys. And until next time, peace and love. Peace.